Are you ready for some football? It's 2-1 Herbert time. And the age-old rivalry that is Cowboys and Giants. R-E-L-A-X-J-E-T-S with a little bit of Allen. Keep it right with us. This is Sunday Sketch with Bucks McGee taking you through week one kickoff right after this. Welcome back to Sunday Scaries with yours truly, Bucks McGee, and my right-hand man, the one, the only, Nutmeg to Palmetto. Welcome to week one, week one of the 2003 season, where we're here to give you some knowledge, talk about what we think we know, and just have a good time. Maybe a little snack talk, too. <laughs> oh, of course, a little something extra there, as always. And of course, tell us what your teams are doing, what you're feeling, Nutmeg. Take us away. So we're going to start off this season with a nice little structure for the audience. We're going to pick the three quote unquote best games, maybe more most appealing games of the weekend and, and go over them. And uh, mm -hmm. hopefully, hopefully we don't wind up with a week where there's six of them and we have to do a two hour and a half show. <laughs> <laughs> the first one is a very intriguing matchup uh, taking place in Los Angeles. Although I still can never get used to calling them Los Angeles. There's still always be San Diego to me. <laughs> yes, always, always. Um, Chargers, Chargers come in with Herbert getting the big money contract in the offseason. Uh they 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 retooled yes. they retooled their defense a lot the previous season. And mm -hmm. they they got Herbert one more toy this offseason with rookie Quentin Johnston. So and a new OC in Kellum stealing Kellen Moore from the Chargers, uh, Chargers from the Cowboys. Excuse me. So, with all those pieces together, this is a, I think this is a little bit of put up or shut up for them. And to start off the season, they host the Dolphins, who made the playoffs last year as well. Um, however, mm -hmm. they kind of limped in, and they had a lot of question marks how they handled Tua's concussion protocols throughout the season. So what's mm -hmm. your first what's your first instinct for both these teams going into this game? Okay, I think it's real simple for both teams. Chargers, there's talent. Talent all over the place. Like you said, they got the big guy, rookie Quentin. I love that guy. Big physical receiver. He just adds to that, adds to that offense. Uh, but it's the coach. Point blank. No one trusts this coach whatsoever. His play calling is horrible let's be realistic there are multiple games that these guys should have won that they didn't based on just his calls coaching is not good staley is he's on the hot seat right here this team is built to honestly take over take the chiefs over it's fact they match up well it's just the coaching so if if this starts bad early get ready for kellen moore to take over i think that's what the plan is no one's going to say anything but <laughs> if, this, if they go one and four two and six Kellen Moore is just going to walk on in, and you can see that team flip like nothing. So that's what I think. Think Chargers, it's coaching. Miami, it's Tua. Tua needs to stay healthy. They handled handled his concussions horribly. They, he should never have went right back in after the first concussion. They should have took him out, and I think if they had done that, 
even if they had to lose a couple games, their quarterback backup quarterback situation is a little rough. Long term, they probably would have been better off. Tua has to stay healthy. They're the same as the Chargers. There's talent all over there. If Tua doesn't stay upright, it's going to be a long season. Uh, as far as the Chargers coaching situation goes, if they get off to a really bad start, do you think they would do this, do something as extreme as make the change in season? Or do you think they would keep this ship steady and make and make it the change in the offseason? You have too much money invested. For like four days, Herbert was like, you know, the highest paid quarterback because we know how that works. Someone <laughs> gets paid. Four or five days later, someone else is the highest paid quarterback. You know, Burrow's the man now. He's the new guy. So I don't know anybody else who's getting a new contract extension. So I think that's safe. But no, you have too much money invested. That team is built to win now. They're not old, but there's – especially on that defense, you know, you got Khalil Mack, Bosa. Those guys are slowly starting to creep up in age. You know, they've still got some years on them for sure to play well. But, no, I think if they start off bad, coach is gone. Staley's gone, and they're looking elsewhere. And they have a nice little nice little window right off the top of the season to put a feather in their cap and sit in first place because Kansas City lost on opening night. Exactly. I think all the teams last night in the AFC West sat there and said, okay, this is the time. We've got to do it now. Yeah. Because uh, no one no one is impressed with Kansas City's receivers by any stretch of the imagination. So this is the time where this, this first quarter of the season, these teams are going to have to put up and perform to keep up. So as far as, so as, far as Miami goes, uh, two is obviously the big thing. But let's talk about the rest of the team as well. They're running <clears throat> their backfields got some injury concerns. Jeff Wilson's down down for a significant chunk of time. Raheem Mostert's getting up there in age. I got this new kid, Devon Chain. Uh, so there's a lot of question marks in the backfield. Uh, you still have Tyreek, you still have Jalen Waddles, those big targets. But could this all because this team almost be like uh Kansas City Chiefs light, where they're very one-dimensional uh and easy to defend. And on top of that, with and on top of that, you'll of course have two as health concerns. <laughs> It's true, and I think losing Gazeki really hurt them. I think the tight end position really hurts them. Uh, they wide receivers, top top talent there at that position. Their defense is solid; it's a great unit. I think this team is almost going to have to lean on the defense a little bit in the beginning of the season to kind of feel themselves out till the offense kind of starts moving, starts flowing. Like you said, the running back position is is kind of rough. You know, um, there were rumors, you know, that Miami was hot and heavy for, you know, your boy Taylor there out of, <laughs> yeah. out of Indy. And the rumor was is they were that Waddle could have been a piece. That could have been a trade. Now, if I'm Indy, I would have. That's the case. I would have done the deal. Yeah. You know, right then and there, you got yourself a cornerstone wide receiver because let's be honest, passing's the way to go. <laughs> so I think Miami still may be in the hunt for somebody, you know. Still got a couple weeks before Taylor becomes available. Could still happen. But, no, they're going to have to shore up the the um, running back position at some point. Unless the rookie really catches fire, then at that point, you know, all bets are off. But the running back and tight end positions are going to be kind of interesting to watch with this team. I hope he does because I have my couple fantasy teams. <laughs> <laughs> really, that's what it's all about, huh? Fantasy, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't have any other reason to watch the Dolphins. No offense, Lou and Sarah, but we here. here. <laughs> no, it's true. It's the Dolphins. <laughs> the, wa- 
the, the Taylor thing was I can't recall off the top of my head whether it was a situation where we wanted tail uh we wanted Waddle and they wouldn't give him up, or we wanted more than Waddle and they weren't willing to give us more than that. From what I read, there wasn't really anything else said. It, the way that it was kind of presented out there was it was almost a one for one, which I I really couldn't see that happening. There had to have been more that Indy wanted for him. Indy was shooting for the shooting for the stars in this situation. They they're treating them like, you know, running backs of four or five years ago where you get a first round pick, no problem. No one's doing that anymore. So they probably wanted more from Miami. And Miami said, nope, we're good right now. Yeah. <laughs> um, but who's to say that, you know, week five, week six, Indy's like, you know what? We just want to cut ties. All right, Miami, what are you willing to give us? Because if Miami's struggling, they may, they may say, okay, who do we want? Now, the problem is, is Tyreek has said after this contract, he wants to retire. So do you really give Waddle up? I think you almost have to elevate Waddle and make him your guy and kind of let Tyreek kind of fade out if this is true. Because Tyreek can't be the guy, and then like two, three years later, he's gone, and then Waddle, you have this sour, sour puss wide receiver who's like, no, 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 I was always here for you. You know, now what are you going to do? So it's it's interesting with Miami. It's almost a win-now scenario, as long as two is healthy. Sour, sour puss wide receiver as they try as they try to acquire my sour puss running back. <laughs> See, look at that. Two sours make a smiley sweet. I don't know. That's right. <laughs> there you go. Two sours make a smiley sweet, you know. But Miami, number one, Tua has to stay healthy. If Tua goes down at all, they could finish last in that division. Yeah. <clears throat> Another division that's going to be very contested is the NFC East. Uh, three teams made the playoffs last year. It could be very mm-hmm. likely three teams make the playoffs again this year. Uh, it, they usually do wind up starting on Sunday night, week one. Uh, the, it's usually a competitive game. I notice a lot of times in the past the road team wins these two. Like we, mm-hmm. you know, our old, our old uh, adage: we always split the divisional games. And we go, we side with home when we're doing it on paper. But for whatever reason, Cowboys and Giants seem to split and win on the road. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's very, very weird. They, it seems like they play better. They play higher than they are skill-wise when each of them is on the road when, in their wins. So I don't know. This one, this one feels interesting. If it's anything like, you know, our game yesterday with KC and um, Detroit, the Giants could go in there and just handle business. Yeah, I just I don't know because I don't know what the Giants are now. Today there's some whispers that you know Waller could be injured. People are thinking maybe some smoke and mirrors. They don't know, but if if Waller's nicked up already week one, there's some issues. The Giants are in some trouble. <laughs> the Giants are in some trouble because they sat there and really like everyone was surprised that the trade went down, but everyone was hanging their hat thinking that they're going to get Waller of old. Yeah. I don't know if he's going to be healthy. If not, you're almost back to the same scenario you had last year when you had your wide receivers almost match up to KC's. Let's be realistic. Whose wide receiving core would you take right now? Kansas City's? Now, mind you, you got to take Kelsey out. Right. Are you going to take KC's? Are you going to take the Giants? I'm, oh, I might take KC's just because I think there's a little bit more of an upside there. Now, is the upside because of the quarterback? Well, that could be too. But even like, like there's a lot of unknowns on Casey's riders in wide receiver room. But 
Right. Those unknowns have a lot of talent. Justin Ross has a lot of talent. Uh, Rasheed Rice, the rookie, has a lot of talent. You know, the right. guy, the, the Giants receivers room. I don't know if those guys have the same amount of talent. That's equally as unproven, probably is fair to say. But I, th- I think there's more raw talent in Kansas City's wide receiver room. True, true. But I also think the quarterback is going to bring that out. I think those those receivers would probably develop faster under Mahomes than they would under Danny Dimes. Yeah. So right now, and of course you got Saquon, you know, and Saquon is, you know, as long as he stays healthy, he's going to get his numbers. He's, he's playing for a contract. Let's be realistic. He signed his one year deal. So he wants to look big and either the giants are going to pay him or someone else is going to pay him, you know, uh, and then, you know, Cowboys, it's the Dak show. The question is Dak. Yeah. That's, that's the next thing as far who who has, what situation is more, pressure back the Giants situation with did we make the right decision and pay Danny Dimes over Saquon or the Cowboys as per usual with McCarthy and Dak and you've been here a long time we paid the quarterback the money you're still not getting us to the Super Bowl or even the champ or even championship weekend uh what 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 party holds more pressure in this <laughs> oh it's definitely Dallas let's be honest no one thought the Giants were going to be as good as they were last year. Like, they were a surprise, let's be honest. You know, the tie turned with them, especially with that game against Green Bay. At that point, I think that's when you kind of saw them, you know, to kind of take that next step into decent, almost, you want to say. Uh, the Giants were playing with house money at that point. No one expected anything from them. So now, yeah, they spent some money on Danny Dimes, and, yeah, I think that's the one question people will have that the Giants outbid themselves. Because I don't know if anyone was going to give give Jones that kind of money. The Cowboys, no, with all that talent, and you know, McCarthy decides he's going to play, call the plays and all of this. Now it's all on them. You you guys are set to win now. If you don't, if you guys don't at least make the conference championship, there's a problem. That that team is a conference championship or bust team. Yeah, easy. So Dallas starts out slow, and Dak's throwing picks like nobody's business, like last year. The whispers are going to be, Stray Lance ready. Stray Lance ready. What are the odds, similar enough to how I asked with the Chargers, what are the odds that the Cowboys do something extreme in the middle season? Whether that be firing McCarthy or 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 benching Dak. I don't know if they'd fire McCarthy. I, I think McCarthy – I think Jerry Jones kind of likes McCarthy. I don't think he's going to fire him. I think he's going to give him enough rope to definitely hang himself. (laughs) Um, But the deal is going to be, okay, are we going to go right? If Trey Lance is looking good in practice, are we going to give him a shot? Are you going to totally cut out Cooper Rush and say, nope, we're going with Lance. This is the guy. And don't forget because Cooper played well last year. Yeah. He played well last year, and a lot of guys were kind of gravitating towards him. You know, he didn't make too many mistakes. He delivered the ball well. So if it's a situation where Dak falls apart, they throw Cooper in there to kind of give him a jolt, and he rides him to the end of the season into the playoffs, it could be a deal where, you know, Dak gets sent somewhere because there have been rumors about this. Dak after this season could be gone somewhere. Mm -hmm. So you got Cooper Rush, and then all of a sudden Trey Lance is elevated to two. Lance is young as all, so he can basically, you know, sit there, develop, and the next thing he becomes the future Dallas quarterback. So 
there's scenarios all over this team. If Dak doesn't perform, you could see him out. That's going to be one heck of a trade watch to keep an eye on because that's a lot of money to move. <laughs> it is, but, you know, Dallas will do it. You know, the way the contract is structured, I don't think it's too bad, but let's say – hmm. Let's say San Fran isn't playing well. Let's say their quarterback situation is a mess. They're built to win now. Mm -hmm. Trade some pieces, whatever, this and that. They say, okay, we'll pick up, even though you signed Bosa to a massive deal, if they're trying to get that ring now, wouldn't surprise me if those two teams work something out. And if Dak, you know, he's a little better than a game manager, mm -hmm. maybe he delivers them, you know, and takes over Philly and you see them in the Super Bowl. But I don't know if that would happen. But weirder things in the league have. Ironically enough, Dak's best year was when he played more like a game manager. <laughs> exactly. You know, when there was no expectation, he wasn't trying to, you know, run all over the place, you know, deep passing all over. I think he's got to play within himself. Yeah, you have these weapons that can stretch the field and all that. You shouldn't be looking to throw th for 360 yards a game, three touchdowns. He needs to play within himself and what those defenses give him because – no one really believes in Dak. I don't think so. I think they're just waiting for the pick that turns the game over, and there you go. Uh, last question on the Giants. Um, based off of last year with their little smoke and mirrors game and and mm -hmm. uh, getting the most out of what they had and their, their very efficient execution uh, line of schemes and whatnot, uh, did, is, did they do enough to – not just run it, run it back, and have the book be out on them, and have them be a little easy, easier to easier to play, and expect what what to get out of that team. Because hmm. in theory, I don't know, they, they could be a team where it's just easy for teams to play now because nobody's going to be fooled anymore. Yeah, like, and I get the whole feel good. We, you know. We, you know, we, we weren't talented, but we played hard, and that's what got us our wins, and that's what got us there. Um, they're not going to take anybody by surprise anymore, you know, and this is the year you're going to find out who Daniel Jones is. He, this, he got the money. He wanted to be the man. You're the man in New York now. You're the guy. So now it's put up or shut up. And if, he's, if he falls apart, then Saquon's going to sit back there and say, you know what, I'm just going to get my yards – I'm going to prove that this was a bad decision. And if Saquon wants to be better, someone's going to pay him just enough and say, you had your chance. Um, the Waller trade was decent. Like I could see, you know, it was one of those things where risk, risk reward. Yeah. If he ends up getting dinged up and if he's hurt now, your, your receiving core is no better than it was last year. It was no better. Um, there were rumors that D hop wanted considered the giants and that they didn't want him. And if that's the case, then they were stupid. Giants were stupid because he would have he would have brought a lot to that to that room to that receiving room. So their defense is solid. They 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 can they play solid defense. I don't you know their line is good, um, but they have to me they have this feeling where when they play the higher end teams, it's almost going to have to be perfect ball still. I don't think they're good enough where if they make a couple mistakes or a couple bad turnovers, they can come back and play from behind. I don't think they have that offense yet. They don't. And in the NFC with, you know, the Niners and the Eagles, you have to have that. You got to be able to score. Everyone's, everyone's favorite topic. And I know it's yours too. The other 
New York team. <laughs> Buffalo? <laughs> fair point, fair point. I should have said the other New Jersey team. <laughs> oh, yes. Yes, my man right there. The man who I have I have taken on, you know, for years, my years of disdain. I have now welcomed him in into my into my circle. Aaron Rodgers. Um, Aaron Rodgers. They get the uh the I don't know whether to call it a privilege or a burden of closing out the weekend on Monday night against the aforementioned Buffalo Bills, the, the true New York football team. <laughs> oh, I love this game. This game, this might be my favorite game of the weekend, man. I love this game. Cause you're gonna find out right now, you're gonna find out A, what the jet what the Jets are. Because you know it's been a honeymoon. It has been an absolute honeymoon since they signed Aaron Rodgers of the Jets, and everything was feeling good. Him and Sauce have their have their you know their handshake and all this fun stuff going on. Um, you know, Aaron's gone to you know Nick games, hockey games. You know, once he signed, you know, doing the tour, having a good time. But now the games are real, and these young receivers are going to find out. Like if you don't run the route right. If something that goes wrong, Aaron will chew you out. Aaron will eat you alive. And that's why they brought Randall Cobb and Lazard in because they know what Aaron wants. And Cobb told those guys, hey, you know, on hard, you know, on hard knocks, if you guys don't run your routes, Aaron's coming for you. It's not going to be pretty. So you've got that. They're built to win. That team, that defense, I love that defense. Sauce Gardner. My favorite corner in the league, that well, second favorite to Jamel Dean. Um, <laughs> Sauce is unbelievable talent, you know. Garrett Wilson, like th- this team is built to win. And then you have Buffalo. And like nobody knows what Buffalo is. Like it's it's a mess over there. Like no one's really like people are talking about it, but let's be real. They the running game is <laughs> no, the run I'm I'm not a fan of the running game. I still don't think the running game is great. Uh, is is Diggs really happy there? You got Stephen A. Smith on ESPN swearing that he's talked to people and that Diggs wants out of Buffalo. You hear all this. Um, yeah, they haven't. They didn't improve the team. It was like a year or two ago they were there. It was like they were on the heels, mm-hmm. and it's now feels like they have fallen back. Like they're almost tier two, like the high end tier two of the AFC. And I don't think anybody fears them anymore. Like, if they start out slow, who knows what's going to happen? Like, what what are they going to do? Um, if Diggs starts crying and, you know, wanting to leave Buffalo, are they going to get rid of him? Are you going to have a malcontent? Is it going to be a T.O. episode where, you know, he's like, I'm not playing. I don't care. Um, I just – Buffalo, I'm not a fan of. I think this is almost a – a must win. First game must win because they need to show the rest of the league that everything is good in Buffalo. We're good. We're we're here. Don't forget about us because no one's real. People are talking about them, but it's not like it was a couple of years ago. Can they kind of hush hush and get that same public reaction if they lose, but it's close and close and competitive? No, because I think what happens is people will say, okay, yeah, you kept you kept it close with New York, but this New York team was brought together this year. Yeah. So if, if the Jets, you know, if it's one of those things where Aaron Aaron does what Aaron does, you know, two-minute drill, you know, 
you know, flicks one in the end zone, they score, they win. Everyone's going to be like, well, Buffalo, what happened? You know, this team has been together for so long, there's almost no excuse. It's you perform now or you know what? Blow it up, blow it up and start from scratch. Because now what's going to happen is it has this feeling where pieces are going to fall off. They're going to start throwing Band-Aids on positions. And in another two years, they're going to be, what, eight and nine at best? Mm-hmm. Like they just – they don't have that feel like they did a couple years ago. So they I feel they need to win this game. They need to smack New York in the mouth and be like, don't forget about us. This is our division. Don't forget about us. What's the best comparison for the Bills as far as a team that was on the cusp, everything was going right, that they just couldn't get over that hump? They couldn't they couldn't beat their boogeyman, in, in their case, the Chiefs, I suppose. Like they couldn't beat their boogeyman, and now the rest of the league's caught up to them, the rest of the conference is caught up to them, and they don't look as good. Is there a good – like can you think of a good comparison from – contemporary years past i mean Mm. it's hard to say the colts because we won it's hard to say the steelers wow or the broncos i almost want to say the chargers okay the chargers with new england ah okay you know you know because they had there was like like two or three years where it was like the chargers were they were set everyone picked they were ready they were ready to go on to the super bowl like they were picked they were everybody's pick they had talent all over the place, but then when they when they would meet in the playoffs against New England, New England had their number, mm. you know. So that I could see that as a possible comparison. Um, but you know what? With Buffalo, it seems like they haven't really had that one team because don't forget it was Kansas City, then it was Cincinnati. So it's almost like. Not one team has been their boogeyman. It's been like seeds one and two. Or, you know, the, the higher ends have been their boogeyman. Like, they're there, but then when they meet, when it counts, they just Disappear. fall apart. Yeah. You know? so Because right now, if you're talking rivalries in the AFC, you're talking Kansas City and um, Cincinnati. Right there. You know, it all started with Burrowhead and all of that. And, you know, the chippy, the chippy talk in the offseason, you know, when Casey got their rings, you know, like they've been going back and forth. Though That's the game you, you people want to see. Yeah. People, you know, if it's, you know, Casey and Buffalo, eh, it's a good game, but it doesn't have that juice. Last week's newspaper. Yeah, basically, that's why Buffalo needs to come out this year and just and remind people who they are if they can do that. Last topic on the Jets. We'll have a little fun with this. I'm looking at, and fortunately I did draft him in two of my leagues. I'm looking at Garrett Wilson on this team. And okay. I'm, I'm envisioning this as Rodgers having, assuming everything is right with Rodgers and last season was just him being a malcontent and not starting to see a decline. Right. I, like I see Garrett Wilson as having uh, Demarius Thomas you know, rest in peace type of explosion when Peyton went to Denver. Uh, like th- this, this receiver who's already good, already puts up very respectable numbers, but gets mm-hmm. a, an elite quarterback with them. And all of a sudden now he's just putting up it's video game numbers. 
basically the offensive rookie of the year last year, you know, gets gets an elite quarterback. And now what can you do? Like you said, it's like Madden. It's mm-hmm. like now you've got, you know, you've got these two guys who could who could be special. I would almost say Devontae Adams. Yeah. I think this might be Rogers' new Devontae. Uh, Garrett, he's incredible. He really is. Um, watched I watched a lot of their games last year, and the kid just has talent. He's quick. He's big. He can run routes. He's he is going to bring life to Aaron. I think. I think Aaron's going to sit here and be like, "This is fun." I think a lot. Of, I think there was no fun for him in Green Bay last year, you know. And I think with Garrett Wilson, it's his Levante. So now he's like, "All right, it's Devontae's Adams. Here we go. 2.0. Let's do this." So no, I think Garrett is incredible. Um, and with what they've picked up, especially with you know Dalvin Cook, you know, to be realistic, you know, if you know, if Hall's healthy, you've got this one-two quarter, one-two, you know, running back combo that's going to play havoc. Both can receive out of the backfield, you know, they both can get the tough yards. You know, Aaron doesn't have to worry about throwing the ball 40, 50 times. He can just do what he wants, and that offense is going to be nice. So I think Garrett Wilson is going to be incredible. He could be the best receiver at the end of the year in the AFC, no doubt, or maybe even the league. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think so, too. Um, as Now, as far as other teams to talk about, there's two teams that did a lot of changing of pieces in the offseason. And mm-hmm. – that is one, the Ravens. They got Lamar's contract ending that soap opera. The only soap thank God that, that was like thirty. That was like day forty four. That was almost like the Aaron Rodgers watch. Yeah, I was gonna say that the only soap opera, the only soap opera that I took a backseat to was Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> you know, like honestly, I was. It was like, come on, man, either sign or just move on with it. I don't care. Yeah. They signed uh, Odell Beckham Jr., who I don't necessarily know what to expect with ex- expect from, but at least if he's healthy, he is an explosive downfield option. And they mm-hmm. drafted this kid, Zay Flowers, who everybody seems to be really excited about. Uh, now, with a little bit of better luck in the trainer's room, Mark Andrews stays healthy. J.K. Dobbins stays healthy. Uh, you have this Baltimore team that were good last year. They might actually look like the Baltimore we recognize. And then the other team is, of course, you're the thorn in your side of of recent years, the New Orleans Saints. Uh, Kamara's finally got his suspension dealt out. He's going to miss the first three games. They signed Jamal Williams to fill in while he's gone. They draft this new kid, Kendra Miller. Um, so that's going to be a really interesting running back dynamic once Kamara's back, see who gets the carries. Uh, they also got rid of infamous Jameis, or put him back to backup role, I should say. And mm-hmm. brought in, uh, cast off Derek Carr. I always have to remind myself it's Derek, not David. <laughs> right? Like all the time, I'm like, is it Derek or David? Yeah. And maybe, maybe Michael Thomas is actually healthy this year. <laughs> so, which one of these two teams, the Ravens, the Saints, squads that we're used to seeing success out of, which one of them? actually has the best chance to be successful this year. Oh, no doubt the Ravens. Okay. I feel the Rave the Ravens they have the talent um with this new offense, I think it's going to open up things for Lamar, but this is going to be I think the first real year where you're going to see Lamar 
maybe sit in the pocket and really put an onus on throwing the ball. You know, I think that team, they've always been able to run the ball. Like, let's be realistic. You know, they've been able, always been able to run the ball. Unfortunately, they're running backs, you know, that's, they're like in the infirmary every week. There's always someone getting hurt. So <laughs> those, that it was ridiculous. So if the running backs stay healthy, no, the, the Ravens are, the Ravens could be an elite team. There's no doubt about it. My issue with the Saints is, okay, so you bring Carr over. Everyone's singing the praises of, you know, Derek Carr here. Everyone's like, oh, Carr, Carr this, Carr that. I thought he had a better team with the Raiders. If you look at the pieces and everything, I think they were comparable to each other. So why didn't it work out in L.A.? I think he had better weapons in Vegas, but I think his defense might be better now. Yeah, defense is older. Like, honestly, yeah, it's a solid defense. I'm not going to lie. But that defense is getting older. You know, like Cam Jordan, how many more years does he have left? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know. The like, Energizer funny. <laughs> you know, like, like their defense is solid. I'm not going to take anything from them. But it wasn't like Derek went from, like, Derek was, like, the only bright spot on a team and then it came over. It is really going to make that much of a difference. The only reason the Saints are being given that division is because the NFC South – is just in massive turnover. Yeah. Let's be realistic. If 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 Carr goes goes over to the NFC um let's see NFC North, is he really that much of a difference? Is he that much better than Kirk Cousins? Uh, he might probably he might have a few less screw, screws loose, but as far as raw talent, no, they're pretty interchangeable. You know, so I, it's this whole thing this whole narrative that, you know, Carr's going to, you know, carry the Saints and they're going to, you know, make some noise. No, they, they may win the division by default because that division is rough, let's be honest. And they're going to get bounced in the first round. Mm-hmm. So that's great. Hooray, her, Saints fans, I'm happy for you. Go ahead, <laughs> get your division and get bounced because let's be honest, you guys have, the guys have been almost kind of irrelevant since, you know, your man Drew left, let's be honest. Like, that's great. It's great to believe in yourselves, but let's be honest. No. So, mm-mm. I think the Ravens are, are a better team. I think they can make some noise. And I think if the cards fall right, they can make some noise. They can make their way to the conference championship. They could. Because there's so many questions with these other teams, primarily yeah. Buffalo. Yeah. You know, they may have to win on the road. They'll get, you know, that. I don't know if they're going to win their division. But they could be a wild card that no one wants to play. And that team kind of, to me, kind of feels like they would take on that persona of no one wants us. No one wants to play us. So we don't care. We'll go anywhere and play. Yeah. You know, yeah, all, so. all, the, all the top AFC contenders have a, a good yeah, but about them, except, mm-hmm. except for Jacksonville. But Jacksonville at the same time is so young. <laughs> exactly. It's almost like Jacksonville is that kid in high school who like made the varsity team early. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, and he gets he gets time and he plays because they know he has talent, but he hasn't reached his reached their potential yet. You know, like I love the Jags. I think the Jags are gonna be great, but I you still have the older brothers, you have the older guys that are gonna say, Hold on, it's not your time yet. Yeah. So, but no. The Ravens, the Ravens can make some noise. If they get hot at the end of the season, no one's going to want to touch them. So, and yeah, Michael Thomas, come on now. 
I'll believe it when I see it. <laughs> exactly. I, and I hope the man's healthy. The man, before he got hurt, talent, beyond belief, hands like nobody. But, you know, if Carr starts throwing picks, if he's throwing two touchdowns and a pick or two a game, that offense is no better than what they what they were with Jameis. And Jameis really wasn't bad. I'm, you know, believe me, I'm not the biggest Jameis fan, but, like, he wasn't horrible. He had talent. He just makes bad throws. So. The, the ultra subtle move of you rolling your eyes back to talking about blind jeans. <laughs> hey man, leave, what a hey. um not to spend this? not to spend too much time on it, but just quick to touch on uh the Sean Payton Russell Wilson new marriage uh has its official debut this weekend uh, at home versus mm-hmm. the aforementioned Vegas Raiders a few times uh indirectly. You mean the Vegas Patriots? Get it right. That's right. I'm sorry, Vegas Patriots. My my apologies. That is true. <laughs> Patriots West. Patriots West. Um, there you go. What? What? What's? What's? What? What do Sean Payne and Russell Wilson need to do in this first game to convince the football world that this is going to work? They got to win. Let's be Just honest. Win. Doesn't got- matter what it looks like. Ugly win, blowout. Doesn't matter. It needs to be, it needs to be a win where, wow, Russ. Everyone wants Russ to be the Russ of old. I don't know if you're gonna get that. Like I just, I don't know. So what I'm thinking is, if Russ plays plays within the system, you know, two touchdowns, no turnovers, you know, they move the ball well, then I think everybody's happy. If it's an absolute ugly win and, you know, he's he's thrown for two picks, you know, and just looked out of sorts, continues what he had last year, people are going to say it's got nothing to do with Russ. It was all Peyton, and the clock will start to tick till the removal of Russell Wilson because they will get rid of him. Yeah. I think I think Peyton, Peyton runs the show there, and it's going to be okay, matter of time. But, no, they, they need to win. Russ needs to be solid. He can be he can grow to spectacular, but he needs to be he needs to be solid in this first game. So we're gonna have a little fun at the end of the show. I guess we'll decide as the season goes along whether we continue to check in on our own teams every week <laughs> before before we Chase, sign. Chase, before I don't know why there. you're so Chase, I don't know why you make jokes, man. Uh, shoot, man. Probably I'm, probably because my owner decided to rescue an orca who eventually died instead of just paying his <laughs> running back. <laughs> yeah i guess i guess that, that that would that would irk me a little bit that would irk me a little bit you know i'm, I'm, I'm a not... defending d- defending division champ i'm feeling good about myself well that's you, really... know, you, you know why because if you don't feel good about your team no one else will folks be honest with yourselves it's week one everyone can make the super bowl that's what the Cleveland Browns and Detroit Lions have been telling themselves for 20 years, not too long ago. Hey, Detroit is 1-0. and Give them their props. I will. I will. I will. I do. I do. Cleveland? <laughs> you know what Cleveland is. Yeah. So let's start Let's start with Tampa before we um, start taking dumps on my chest. Uh, A.K.A. Baker Bay. They open up on the road in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, Minnesota's a kind of a similar position to what we talked about with the Giants, where they kind of ran it back. They didn't. Mm-hmm. They didn't change up a whole lot. Um. So, 
this, I mean, it is a tough place to go to. I I could see I could see Tampa pulling it out. I could also see Minnesota holding holding home field. What just take regardless of win or loss, what do you want to mm-hmm. see from Tampa today on uh in the opener? What do you want to mm-hmm. see from Tampa to give you a, a a good feeling for the rest of the season as far as the the post Brady era? All right. Well, yeah. It hurts so bad. <laughs> it's tough, man. It's weird, man. It's really weird. 1999. Like, <laughs> you know, like legit, like this man, like, I, me and this man have been there for like half, half my life. It's crazy. So it's, it, it is, it's really crazy. But um, before I get too emotional, um, what I want to see, I just, I want to see Baker just play a clean game, you know, limit the turnovers. Um, I'm not looking for him to throw 300 yards, four touchdowns. Like I'm not the way that this new offense is set up. You know, it's a hybrid between, you know, Seattle and the Rams. It's going to be a lot of play action. Um, I want to see a lot of that. I think you're going to see a lot of play out of the backfield with the backs and things of that nature. There's still talent on this team. It's not like the cupboard was bare when Brady left. But, you know, when you bring in Baker Mayfield, everyone's like, oh, Lord, here you go. He's third team in three years. This is a mess. There's nothing they can do. Baker isn't horrible. He just needs to play within himself. And I think if this team does this, and this defense is also solid. They've got quality guys, especially in the secondary. So this defense could be a top 10 defense. It really can. So limit the turnovers. um, Play smart. They're going to have to play fast. You know, they're going up against Jay Jetta, so they're going to – the secondary is getting tested quickly. Yeah. Um, you know, the Vikings running backs are solid, but, you know, you let Dalvin Cook walk, so it's going to be interesting to see how that is. Now, let's not forget, Minnesota won a lot of games, but they were like last possession games. That's not going to happen again this year. Mm-hmm. You know, it does Minnesota – can Minnesota play from behind? Do they have that talent? This is Kurt's last year. No one knows if he's coming back next year. There's rumblings that maybe San Fran's in his future, depending how, you know, Brock plays. So there's a lot of questions, and I think Tampa may kind of have that chip on the shoulder of, you know, no one believes in us. Okay, we're just going to play, and where it, where it lies is where it lies. Um, I think the line's a bit more improved. You know, Ryan Jensen's pretty much going to retire at the end of this year, it looks like even though he's going to probably stick with the team in like a coach role. So I think, I think they'll surprise some teams. They're going to be competitive. As long as they're competitive, that's all you can ask for. But, you know, if week 10, week 11, it creeps around and they're in the hunt for the, you know, the playoffs might be one of those teams you don't want to see. So, but no, that's it. I think Baker plays, plays clean, um, limit mistakes. They're going to have to do that. But I think it's going to be a fun team to watch. Yeah, Baker, to me, his problem was always consistency. Uh, and when things didn't when things didn't go start to go very well is when the immaturity started to come out. Uh, no, so true. I, I think if there's a situation where they could just keep a steady ship for him, the, the, the odds are going to be more improving that regardless of whether they can pull out a victory or not on most weeks, they'll at least be in the mix towards the end of the game. 
No, true. Plus, I think Baker realizes this could be his last shot. Let's be realistic. Mm -hmm. If he truly believes, and he believes he's still a starter. If you want to be a starter, this could be your best, your best bet. So I think he's he's all in. And if this team kind of plays the way that they're constructed, they they could make some noise. Yeah. You know, you you don't you don't win Super Bowls your first quarter, second quarter of the season. It's what you're playing in November and December. And if they've got a shot at it, that's gonna be that's gonna be more than what the pundits have said. So. And I think be they'll fun. be I think they'll be competitive, certainly in this game, because Minnesota doesn't build up big leads. They just come back from 30 point leads and embarrass other teams. <laughs> if, exactly. you catch, if you catch my drift. <laughs> I feel bad, man. That's it, it happens to everyone. But um with Minnesota, it's just I don't know what that offense is gonna be. And their defense. They've lost some pieces. Yeah. You know, so it's like what is what does do they believe that they are a first of all a playoff team? Because you can't hang your hat on pulling out last minute wins like 10 11 times out of the year. You can't do it. Yeah. And, and I don't think they yeah, and I don't know if they've done enough to improve that team. Like you compared, they're almost like the Giants in that sense. You haven't really done you, you, little pieces here and there, but if you know San Fran goes walking in there, San Fran's not scared of you. Mm -hmm. So, now mm -hmm. uh, as far as the team that nobody is going to be scared of, my team. <laughs> um, I we're opening the season at home mm -hmm. for once. We always open the season on the road. For once, we open the season at home. Um, see, that's a win right there, right. See, you, you you take the wins how you get them. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and we're opening up against Jacksonville, which obviously is not the easiest task right off the bat. Uh, they're obviously the clear favorite to win the division. They had a huge playoff run last year. They're all they're a young team that's all the more confident now. Uh, mm -hmm. Now, typically, we do play better at, at against them at home. The when we go down to Jacksonville, is usually that's our house of orders. Uh, we're usually okay against them at home, but this team is just such with a rookie quarterback not having Taylor. It's just such a burden for this team. And like Dion, I like Dion Jackson. He is a good change of pace back. I have yet to see enough out of him to make me think he's a legit RB one. And like, I I I like so, but I, I like Dion Jackson. I like what I saw of Evan Hall in the preseason. So, I mean, there's some pieces that could do something. I just don't think it's going to be enough. So, really, what I just want to see out of Indianapolis this this in this opener is don't get embarrassed. Don't look like the train wreck that everyone has been making fun of you for in the last few weeks. It's just, right. you know, Richardson. So, you're, just you're, fine, you're fine being competitive. You're, you're willing to take the loss, but as long as it's clean – and yeah. you're somewhat competitive through four quarters, you're happy with it because it shows right. growth. Right. I'm not going to set myself up for disappointment and expect nine, 10, 11 wins. Just, just play, just play a clean game of football. You know, it's look like you're responsive to a new coach. Uh, and, and if, as far as Richardson's concerned, yes, I want to see him show off the arm a little bit to, to, you know, make me kind of confident, make me kind of comfortable that we made the right decision. And who we draft get you excited for the future, right? 
but also don't do it so much that you're constantly turning the ball over and you look lost out there. I don't think he will. I honestly, I think he's a real smart kid. I, you know, watching his interviews and such, I'm excited for you guys. I think he's great. I think he's going to, I think he could be special. Um, I think he's got the right coach there that, that they're not going to put him out there and say, go ahead, throw the ball 40 times and good luck. But I think what's going to happen is you're this, they need to grind. It, it needs to be a grind game. If they, of course you're, you're playing to win. You got to keep the ball out of Jacksonville's hands. Now, the running game, yeah, it's going to be tough without Taylor. Who knows what you have? But that's that's what happens. If all of a sudden Jackson explodes and you're like, all right, you know what, Taylor? We're going to send you off where you want to go. Maybe it happens. Could be a lot of play action, you know. Um, the wide receivers, I think, are going to have to prove something. Pittman, to me, is not a true number one. He's not. He's a – I think he's a. I think he's like a number. He's a legit number two, no doubt. But I don't think he's that guy. So I think it's going to be them finding what this offense is going to be. Um, defensively, they're solid. They're a solid defense. They perform I like, well. I like our defense. We just were on the field too long last year. That's the only problem. Yeah. You know, Shaq Leonard needs to come back and play healthy. He. This needs to be a. This needs to be a year where maybe he wins comeback player of the year. Yeah. You know, because if not, then, hey, you know what? Then then you know what? You trade him, too. You get some pieces for him. You build for the future, you know? You sit there and say, you know, this is a three- or four-year project where, you know, we're looking playoffs and we're, you know, at that we're taking that leap. You got to see what you have. You know, maybe this season is an audition for everybody. Yeah. So I think they're going to – I think Richardson's going to have some games where he's going to he's gonna show the physical talents. He's going to – he's going to – prove Indy right with the pick there'll be some growing pains it's like that with any you know rookie you know quarterback you have those you have a few games where you're like you're trying too much you're trying too much but you know that he in a couple years he's going to be able to make those throws or make those decisions so I think the future is bright it's going to be rough no doubt about it but you've got you've got some pieces there where I think they'll perform well and you just kind of have to take it a week at a time and you never know Week one, anything's possible. Let's be realistic. I wouldn't mind four to five gritty, grinded out, tough, hard-earned victories and Mm -hmm. 12 to 13 competitive, bad drop of the ball here or there, tough, competitive losses, and get us a nice top three draft pick to uh, take our next Bell Cow running back. Yeah, but you know now. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> but you know honestly the way the way that the running backs are, you don't have to take one in the first round anymore, and it's well, almost scary yeah. to do that. And the team that people are gonna people are gonna watch is over in Atlanta. You mm-hmm. took you took Bijan with the eighth pick, and for some reason he doesn't perform. People are gonna look at you and been like, you know what, you guys were fools. Yeah. You know, so like literally maybe third, third round is the new first round for, you know, running backs, you know, but what you need for him is you need, if you want that top three pick, you take someone like Marvin Harrison Jr. You know, you need that, you need that wide receiver. Ironically enough. Exactly. Hey, you never know. You never know that kid. He is unbelievable. He is talent beyond talent. He's the best. I think right now he's the best receiver in college. 
you know, if you guys can finagle your way and get him, then there you go. That would be apropos to the script. <laughs> it would be, right? You'd be like, wow, <laughs> it's coming back. It's coming back. <laughs> you know, if because if, if that's what you're playing for, if you're like, you know what, let's just, you know, like you said, top three or even top five, you've got to go receiver because AR needs that guy who he's going to be with the next five, six years we can count on. Yeah. You receiver know? and then pass rusher, pass rusher, pass rusher. <laughs> Maybe a tight end because you need offense, offense, offense. Yeah, in this league, yeah. Why couldn't you know? Why couldn't this league be the league when Peyton was playing? We score sixty points a game, <laughs> right? Imagine that. Like, like imagine you know Peyton coming out now. Yeah. <laughs> you know, forget about it. He's throwing, he's throwing for like sixty five hundred, easy. Yeah. Well, we make it look easy. Enjoy the games, folks, that kick off in a few hours from now, a couple hours from now, and we'll catch you after the last 4 o'clock game, taking you into the Sunday Nighter, live on YouTube, reacting to all the action from week one, and you'll catch the side the sidecar uh, show Monday morning with our reaction again on audio. Bucks McGee, my friend, kick us off there. So we we'll it's Sunday. Thank goodness football is back. Enjoy it. Eat your wings, get your beer, soda, whatever. Sit back, sit there for seven, eight hours. Enjoy it. Get your red zone going. Have your fantasy going. Life is right again. We've worked hard. 208 days. It's finally here. Amen. Thank you, guys. Enjoy it. And we'll talk to you soon.